Welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. It's one week till Christmas, I'm pretty stressed. I think I have like 10% of my shopping done, which I feel immediately guilty about being guilty about because, you know, Christmas is supposed to be about spending time with your family and whatnot, but no, no, you, you, gotta, you gotta buy the things to show your love. Are we making a, like, consumerist hero today? Because that'd be a real, <laughs> real cool... We've done a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, but now's the season. Like, this is the part of the year where we get really, really riled up about consumerism. Which is weird, because a lot of consumerist media will, like, send out that message as well. So it's like, you're playing me to play against you. I'm, I'm confused. It's a confusing time for all of us. And for some of us, seeing our families is way more mental strain than we really should have on our shoulders on top of the whole am I supposed to hate Christmas, hate buying presents thing. Jesus Christ, this is a very somber start to I was going to say, we're, we're two minutes Christmas in episode. and it's Merry already... Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We'll put some jingle bells in the start. Really ease them in. Here, Hello, let me, let me... Mr. Humbug. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Grim. Let me ease the uh, tension and tell you a fun fact about uh, an illustrator's Christmas. Christmas for illustrators is one of the big times of year where you're encouraged to spend a shitload of money printing postcards of your artwork, which we have kind of already done with the BBRP illustrations. (laughs) But I've stopped doing it because all that happens is they end up in the bin. (laughs) Well, that's Christmas cards for you. And cards of any kind. And. It's it's part of the business. It's unavoidable for you, Jade Sarson. Comic reader. Hey, have you been reading any comics this week? I have. Tell um, me. Well, I have to start by saying I've actually been watching a lot of an anime, first of all, called mm-hmm. Recovery of an MMO Junkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of theme made me pick up one of my old favorites, which is called In Real Life. And it's by Cory Doctorow and uh, Jen Wang. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, so it's about a slightly chubby and shy high school girl who gets into playing... If you don't know what an MMO is, it's a massive multiplayer online game. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence MMO. Uh, and it's called Coarse Gold. And she's she joins after she's invited to join an all-girls guild when, like, this guild master visits her school. But yeah, it's a brilliant experience that explores many issues like gaining confidence, gatekeeping in the gaming community, gold mm. farming, talking to strangers online, and... I mean, that comic really goes into that whole, like, gold mining thing. Cause, yeah, um, yeah. She ends up making friends with one of the, like, uh, an Asian gold miner. Well, yeah, yeah, hold on, I'm getting to that. So (laughs) (laughs) one of the other themes is making assumptions about other cultures based on, like, a quick cursory glance online. Like, uh, the, the gold farmer that she meets is from China, and he works as part of this, like, huge operation just farming gold in this game. And just by some quick research, she assumes she can... Like, she has the gist and all the know-how of how to sort out his terrible working conditions. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the other things I really like about the comic is it manages to balance actual real adult issues like terrible working conditions and uh, strikes um, with typical uh, child worries, like starting a board game club but being snubbed by the D&D club. (laughs) So it has all this kind of... Yeah, it has like all this kind of wholesome stuff that... uh, really balances out the darker stuff um and the art by jen wang is absolutely wonderful i'm really looking forward to her um her first solo book i think it's her first one um it's called the prince and the dressmaker and that's coming out in uh 2018 oh that Mm. sounds familiar it's coming out with first second so 
Mm. If you follow them, you've probably seen a load of stuff. Some good stuff. Also, the the art is like really light and beautiful mm. and very very um very round and very much my style of things. Mm. Speaking of my style of things, it's pretty been a pretty stressful few weeks at work for me. So I've been trying to take it easy with my reading, and I've he been hasn't reading been reading anything. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Edit that out, Josh. So, I've been uh, revisiting a comic that got me into this particular artist, uh, an artist called Mary Cagle. And she did a comic called Let's Speak English, where she went over to Japan in around late 2013 to teach English to, like, primary school age kids. Uh, it did end in about 2016, but it is it is a charmer. Y- you've got the perfect concoction for a good autobio comic. Number one, it's about a different culture. And it's sort of a fish-out-of-water story as well, with Mary sort of entering this country. Being an anime fan and sort of knowing that side of things, but not really engaging deeply with it. Number two, you got your kids' connection as well. So there's a lot of stories of uh, sort of kids approaching her and being all like, Oh, Mary-sensei, yes? (laughs) Tall. Yes, I am tall, thank you. Just a lot lot of cute little comics like that. And of course... Mary Starr is incredibly um, well suited to this comic. Very, um, again, round, bold, sort of anime influence with that sort of American roundness to everything. And it's, I kind of wish it never ended, but it's, it is real nice, real charming. And uh, it's all done in these like really nice, quick, full coma styles as well. So it's only, you only your four panels, but it, you, you get a lot of story in those. Were you kind of living vicariously through it? Because I remember you studied Japanese for a while, didn't you? I, I did study Japanese for a little bit because, you know, that's what you do when you're in university. You make terrible decisions. And <laughs> I I had I had a lot of fun. And there's always like the idea of like, oh, I'm going to go to Japan and teach English. I'm going to live the, the, the weeb dream. But, you know, it's not all it's not all pocky and late night anime. You know, there's there's a lot of real troubles. So I implore you to check out uh, Mary Cagle's work and I will get around to some of her webcomics as well because they look top notch. I guess Hmm. that just leaves Josh. Hello. Okay. So what I've been reading this week is something that has kind of been a follow-up for me because I'm still mining that sweet thought bubble pile I've got. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. It's months old now. Hey, so is mine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We bought a lot at Thought Bubble. Um, And the book that I picked up whilst I was at Thought Bubble... Uh, just to throw it in there again, was the it was a spin-off to a webcomic called The Legend of La Mariposa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By James Lawrence. Where's the best way to start? Because <laughs> I've kind of approached this completely the wrong way. Because there is a there okay. is, to start off with, there is a webcomic called The Legend of La Mariposa, which is about a plucky young luchadora um, going through a gauntlet of wrestling matches with demons to win their masks and join a kind of superhero team called the sons of justice yes the way that i've come in is that i've picked up the most recent kind of spin-off book which is all about the sons of justice oh okay so what i've done is i've now gone all the way back to the first stuff and read through the webcomic itself and how did you find that (laughs) yes it's oh i nearly fell into it it's really good. Um, Um, it's it's really good it's just good holy moly um stamp (laughs) i need one that'd be a really good thing I, i could just go around with um just going around people's books just stamping them yeah <laughs> certified just good i think mostly i like the designs for all of this in particular there are two announcers who have got some great designs 
One of us, one is an armadillo. One is a skeleton with a mustache. Oh, of course. You know, so that sounds good. It's kind of just, it's got a really nice aesthetic to it. It's not totally finished yet. What James does is he does an arc in the webcomic, releases a small mini, does an arc, releases a mini, and kind of mm. so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think it's got about two chapters left. But in terms of the three chapters I've read and the Sons of Justice comic, um, which is the most recent one, it's really going places. Is it one to keep your eye on? Yeah, it's one to keep your eye on, I think. Excellent. Wow. A weird range of inspiration. Sort of like other cultures as well. I love Asian and Japanese and Mexican as well. Yeah, so I was going to say. Boil it up into a hero. But you know why I haven't spoken to people in a while at the beginning of the podcast? Our whole review thing. I've not said that for a while. I've given you all a break. Well, guess what? Break's over. It's time to give us a review. Because if you do on iTunes, you will have your name used in the creation of one of our superheroes. So drop us a review. Give us five chunky stars because, of course, you're going to give us five chunky stars. And, of course, that name will be used to make a superhero be put through our machine in a myriad of ways. And on the other end, you too can be a hero. And also, it's just like a really nice way of giving yeah. us a little, you know, happy yeah, exactly. holidays gift. Yeah, uh, it's a little, little Christmas gift from I you was, to us. Okay. Oh, were, were you were you? I was going snaking? for like, hey, the general holiday gift. Oh. Happy well, winter, friends. Speaking of holidays and hero machines. Yes, I've taken the, the this week off again because... Whew, He's a tired was, boy. I'm a tired boy. So, Jade. Yes. What you got uh, for us? Well, I have I have a little uh, let's let's call it a Christmas story. Then I was out walking up Lincoln High Street with my friend Nin, and mm-hmm. we walked past the one and only Waffle Place in the <laughs> oh. surrounding region, and it's called Madam Waffle. It is. And Nin turned to me and she said, "You know that'd make a good hero name." And I said, "Why, yes, Nin, that'd make an excellent hero name." And so here I am. That's not the hero name we're going to use, but. Oh. Based on it, I have produced... Well, if we used that, we'd have to, like, go over there and talk rights and... No, no. Yes. Leave flies in their restaurant. Inspiration. Okay, okay, okay. So I've made up an entire generator based on that concept. I'm calling it Honorific Holiday Dessert. (laughs) What an incredible name. (laughs) Yeah. So, first of all, I'm going to need a number from 1 to 21. 20... Twenty. I felt like you were going to 20. try and go above twenty-one then, but then realised that... twenty-two. Nothing. Great. I almost, but no. I I saved it. You you, you zoned noticed. in on the very Christmassy honorific of father. Nice. Okay. Well, although we had a father last week, do we want to mix it up? Did we have a father? Yeah. We had choose. Yes. Wait. Oh yeah, we had it was daddy. Yeah. Almeric um Abbott. Yeah. Mm. Whatever his name was. Um. Let's re-roll, Josh. My, my short term. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Regent. Oh, what a re-roll. Okay, and now I need a number from one to twenty-three. 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 Ooh. Okay. I've got to pronounce this now. Vanilla <laughs> uh, Krantz. What the? So it's a Danish vanilla wreath. It's basically like um, piped vanilla cookies. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds delectable. Yeah. So they're, they're called wreaths because, you know, they're round and you can add, like, you know, icing sugar and, mm. and stuff. But yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I had a wreath today for lunch. It was the only thing I ate all day. Um, <laughs> it was like a slice of, like, a wreath cake. And it was delicious. It was vanilla. 
So I'm all about this hero. Okay, so their full name, Regent Vaniljakrantz. Vaniljakrantz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, my... Say, say that, Josh, just so we have that in our sort of audio memory. What, Vaniljakrantz? There you go. There you go. Um, my immediate kind of idea is I want to take on the idea of piping. Yeah. And I kind of had the idea of this kind of almost liquid hero. Okay. Ooh. Who kind of gets piped through things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, we mm. we're going dangerously dangerously close to like a creepy hero who <laughs> travels through pipes as a liquid dessert into people's homes to fight crime question mark. For a second I thought you were gonna say we're going Danishly and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hey. that's the point. <laughs> or maybe I mean, we could other ideas include weird kind of piping based fingers you ever seen that picture of the guy who has um um like bottom feeder mouths on their fingers what yeah it's horrific never look it up (laughs) don't don't i see you like like pressing the home button on your phone don't do that you'll regret it two it's horrible don't Hmm. we can't do that we can't have pipey fingers because that's all that I think about. What about, like, Vanilljakrantz is, like, a piped thing that hardens, right? hmm When baked. So maybe they are a hero that can enter two states of both matter and deliciousness. Well, I so, thought you were going to be more simple and just be like, they can pipe into areas and also harden into, like, unbreakable cookie-like substance. I mean, it's it's a very similar idea. Like, they, they both are essentially the same thing, you mm-hmm. know? But, mm, see... Sorry, can I just get the um, name again? Regent Vanilljakrantz. Vanilljakrantz. Hmm. Are got... you looking it up? Would you like a spelling? Oh, please. It... Oh, wait... <laughs> Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> V-A-N-I-L-J-E-K-R-A-N-S-E. There's a J in there? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. I think I found it. Now, one question or seed of inspiration that I have mm-hmm. is the fact they are a region and yeah. both require piping might mean that they are either a sidekick or they require another hero to use them to pipe them do you know what i mean uh, i thought the piping was just something they like i'd imagine them like flexing their hands and their fingers would start sort of turning into that piped substance you know like the the liquidy stuff yeah hmm. see i have been recently watching the zumbo dessert program on netflix oh, yeah. so i'm i'm in tune with the dessert world at least the australian dessert world let's ease off Vanilljakrantz for a little bit. What about this regent deal? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we getting from that? Well, the whole idea of a regent is that they're kind of someone who looks after the throne when the monarchy isn't around. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> so that that's kind of cool, though, right? Could we kind of incorporate that into... Well, we can almost bring that together with your sidekick idea um, in that they maybe used to be a sidekick to a hero and it's almost like a legacy thing. Hmm, yes. So perhaps them being the king of Candyland would be... <laughs> would you, wait, would you like, if they're a number two looking after like a more royal hero, would you like another hero name? Ooh. Is one of your honorifics like a king or a queen? I'll tell you what, I'll just give you the best one, which is the right honorable Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, now pick a number between one and Thirteen. Thirteen. Shoe bun. <laughs> <laughs> the right honourable shoe bun. 
<laughs> do, you know, do you know what? That works as well because don't you pipe out shoe buns? No, you pipe well, into shoe buns. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. so so Regent oh, right. and <laughs> the Right Honourable Shoe Bun are doing it. One hundred percent. Without a doubt. Holy shit. One is piping into t'other. <laughs> Josh, could you do me a favor with your your Google open and Google, Google if vanilla crants can be put into a shoe bun? Um, they can't. No, because van- vanilla crants. They are just cookies that have cookie, been kind of piped yeah. into a um, oh, circle. Mm. Fuck. I guess that'd be real uncomfortable for, for the right <laughs> region as well. Or the right honorable, sorry. But mm. you because... don't have to stick to the strict definition. We're saying that this second hero is a a piping hero so they hmm. they pipe substances from liquid and then that liquidy substance turn, <laughs> turns into <laughs> a very hard substance oh god this oh. is worse. can a lady can be a right honorable so-and-so right yeah of course so okay so shoe bun is pregnant there is there okay. is a shoe bun in the okay. oven a shoe bun in the oven <laughs> all right is that the only and reason you've gone with uh, a woman? <laughs> just for, this? for that just, joke. just for that one joke. Listen, there's many reasons, <laughs> and that's many of them. But the shoe bun in the oven is <laughs> a delicious fusion, right, of vanilla crans and shoe bun. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is frowned upon by people. Maybe this is like a, a fusion dessert that people are very much not into. You can't mix cookie and bun. Are you mad? What what will the people say? I think we need to define what's going on in this world that people know that before the bun is out of the oven. Okay, are we are we going to go ahead and, and base this in a candy land? Okay. If, mm, if so, we have a lot of rules we need to figure out because for some yes. bizarre reason at the moment I'm kind of thinking of some kind of weird anthropomorphic shoe bun kind of deal. <laughs> and I, and I, can't, like, I, I can't deal with that. You mean one no. made of what? Just like a round shoe bun with arms and legs, basically, yeah, like an Adventure Time. No, thing. no, no. But unfortunately, no, no, no. one has. But unfortunately, they have to be pregnant now. <laughs> Something <laughs> so I really even can't. More bulbous. I can't deal with that. No, no, no. We're not. We're not doing that. I was thinking more like you know, like in Wreck It Ralph, where the, the kid designs in that they're not like quite human, so there are elements of their bodies that are very sweet, like candy, like. Okay. Okay. I'll... Like, is that is that an acceptable visual? That's more approachable. That's. That's something we can pitch to the publishers. So, you know, like people wearing hats that look like uh, candy wrappers and their hair is instead of hmm. actual strands, it's like a gloop of chocolate, things like that. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I can deal with that. That's better. Hmm. I will say, though, this region is going to get piped. <laughs> so maybe they are like one of the very, very few exceptions that, you know, they have candy powers, like super candy powers. Right, so everyone else just has sort of a candy look about them, but yeah. the right honor- honourable and regent actually have powers. Yeah. Okay. I think so. We do need... I, I feel we need a spin on this, though. Like, we can't just have, like... We can't just have Sugar Rush, basically. No, 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 no. What's, um, what's our spin going to be? Well, Maybe these it's... two are heroes in what, to everyone else, is a very normal world, so... The sweet thing is purely a visual thing. Mm. Like, you don't go around eating each other and shit like that. <laughs> Not, none of that creepy shit. But let me pitch you something that I'm almost certain you both will shoot down. Okay. Oh, I'm always looking forward to these kind of suggestions. Yeah, it's it's, it's an easy hit for you. Uh, a good ego boost. Mm. What if it's a little bit darker? Get the fuck what out. If it's, yeah, what get if out. it's... No, what if it's more like, like fables? What if it's like our... 
take on fables, but in a candy land. What, so one day, the blue fairy came and waved her magic wand over a pile of Christmas treats, and they all came to life. And then they lead very miserable, mediocre lives in until... In a New York <laughs> shitty apartment block. Called Candyland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, well... Maybe not that fables. That's not friggin' like Control C, Control V, the comic. But maybe it is a candyish land, but it's just a little, little bit darker, a little bit, a little bit of a, a grayish shade, you know. And then um. uh, Kranz is trying to clean it up because the throne has been taken. But the throne isn't a, a literal royal throne, but maybe it's a a, a gangster throne, and no, he's no, no, trying hold on, to fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pull, pull the brakes! Pull the brakes! Um. Slow down. Okay. Perhaps this isn't such a terrible idea, mm-hmm. because this would give us a reason that Regent and the Right Honourable have powers. Perhaps they were actually, as absurd as it sounds, transformed from confections, <laughs> right? Right. And Regent and Right Honourable are somehow not fully human. Right. Whereas everyone else has been transformed into people. So they don't have any kind of aspects of themselves that are candy they just have elements of their human bodies that are reminiscent of what they used to be mm-hmm. you, you know like when lumiere and cogsworth turn back into humans at the end of <laughs> okay. beauty and the beast now, and now like, you're like now that you've man looks me. like a candle yeah yeah and it's like how the fuck does that work but you get it because even though he's fully human there are parts of his outfit and the shape of his hair and his nose that look shout like out to the character designers yeah. i fully expect this woman she looks exactly like a teapot this makes perfect sense <laughs> there you go <laughs> this woman definitely looks like a pregnant shoe bun <laughs> but do you see what i mean so like yeah. the reason they have powers is that they keep sort of what's the word i'm looking for they're not stable versions of humans oh okay so their their shape can be changed and modified by their will so that parts of them return to their their sweet-like forms from before. Which makes sense for someone like Vanilla Krantz, who is, like, a pipeable, yeah. but okay. also a cookie. Uh, um, now, <laughs> let, let me pitch you the ability for Vanilla Krantz. Go for it. Have you ever thought about Danish butter cookie shuriken before? <laughs> yes, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm looking at a picture of some Vanilla Krantz, and that has a perfect point we could just stick your finger through, and I can just imagine this uh, this hero with a bunch of vanilla crants kind of on their finger, constantly just flinging them, just just ninja starring a bunch of uh, Danish butter cookies. Oh, so they're like that um, that one X Man that has the spikes. Uh, sure, that one X Man. I didn't realize that. Are you one who's referencing X Men to me? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought you hated X Men. I've referenced it the most out of. The three of us. Yeah, but it's normally just outright hate. Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> See, Josh. Yep. Your long-range projectile vanilza, van, the vanilla crants mm-hmm. makes sense because oh, if good. he can like turn to liquid and then harden, that makes him a good infiltration hero, or maybe a ninja. Maybe he that is works a- actually because usually, like, if we're going for. The- regent protects the person in charge Mm. usually with like royalty or a high up person they'll have someone that's more in the shadows protecting them not an outward bodyguard more of a secret service member than a straight up soldier yeah so maybe there you go so vanilla krantz is more of a um an agent perhaps than a superhero but well 
See, now I feel no, no. I feel like these two have like maybe they had (laughs) maybe these candies, these dessert treats, have Mm. established like a society after they've been given consciousness, and so these two have set themselves up as sort of leaders and protectors because they have this unstable power. Okay, and that would lend themselves, yeah, lend the situation quite easily to superheroics. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, could the Right Honourable Shuban potentially be running for mayor? Yes. Okay. Well, if they're the right, well, if they're if they're king and queen, yeah, but, king or queen. But if we're taking them into the real world, ah, <gasps> that's true. They can't. Actually, they is, can't that just. That is very fables, though. Yeah, but I think we're going to have to. I'm, I'm kind <laughs> well, of into if, the idea now. I guess I'm just saying, like perhaps we should go for the more kind of out there thing so like these sweets have literally just become human they've got a very quickly establish a hierarchy their default would be like okay we've got to put someone in charge and so it isn't democratic they just point a finger at they seem powerful that's the king and queen Mm. maybe they're just like the biggest treats or something you know i don't know so really arbitrary. Well, they're that's... certainly decadent. They're decadent, but like they are the smallest from my list. Oh, Ooh. what other people were <laughs> people? Uh, I'm getting way into too into <laughs> this. Um, what other treats were there? Well, why don't we come up with a villain? <gasps> yes, please, please. tell. Do you know what? I'm really going to roll the dice on a Croc and Boosh being the villain. Oh nope. <sighs> I kind of want Croc and Boosh fair, both Croc as villains. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Croc and Boosh is very close to Shuban anyway. Yeah, like I in suppose. the dessert family, they're very similar. It is just basically a tower of profiteroles, isn't it? Yeah. But what if that is the villain? What if Croc and Bush is like related to Shuban? Well, they're like a secret society <laughs> of people stacked on top of each other. Maybe Croc and Bush <laughs> is like the underworld, and they're trying to drag Shuban back into it. Oh shit! Right. Okay. Now you're listening. Also, I'm, croc- just, I'm listening, but I'm looking at all these delectable treats that I had on my list and all this effort I went to. But never mind. <laughs> you trying to? You trying to? I just want to take Jade. it for another spin, okay? Do you know what? For the last ten minutes, Jade, what we're going to let you do is we, you're just going to be able to just list off every single one of those desserts. Okay. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? No credits this week. It's just going to be you just <laughs> listing dessert. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, so this. Um, so, okay. So this Crocobouche villain. Yep. All right. First things first. Croc and Boosh are both different characters. Why? They're a pair. Are they? Just be- well, Wait, what? it no. sounds like it a pair of names. It refers to a group of people. Well, I, but Croc and Boosh are the leader of the Croc and Booshes. Um, m- m- no? The clan on Croc and Boosh. <laughs> it's, it's one word, really. Yeah. Well, to my English ears. Oh, here we go. This, this, is, Barth, this is Bath and Bath again, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Croc and Boosh. Um, they're the underground gang trying to drag back in the right honourable Shuban into their rank because may- Ooh, maybe Croc and Bush are the reason that she got into power. Maybe they're the reason that maybe they all um, <laughs> banded together and when <laughs> it came together. to point... Yeah, they, they, they all stuck together really stickily and when it came to pointing out who would be a leader in this clan, they were just pointed to her. And say you, and because there's lots of them, they outvoted all the rest of the people. So they planned it like she's yes. like a figurehead for them to control. <laughs> yes, I like that. I'm just imagining all of these individual shoe pastry balls all coming together to reveal their plan, and all just speaking in unison, as in like one yeah, massive yeah. tower of crock and bouche. 
No, 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 Josh. What happens is they try and make, you know, like in um, like films and stuff, they try and make like a, a one big unified face out of, um, <laughs> you know, multiple things. They try and do that, but because it's so sticky, they can't quite like pull the mouth open. They can't quite, <laughs> you know, use the, the eyebrows. A crock like and boosh so face much. is horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> idea. So wait, can they transform into food stuff as well? I feel like Ooh. that's the only way this could work. I think Croc and Boosh, because there's so many, they'd have to like form like a hive mind, like a, a yeah. big sticky tower of people. Could no, they no, ma- no, I'm... Go on. Mm. I was thinking like maybe could they not be like whatever turned these desserts into sentient, it didn't entirely work on the Croc and Boosh because there was so much of it. And oh. basically yeah. their intelligence kind of got split. Oh, so like it's that. more of like individual shoe pastry balls on their own aren't really the sharpest. Yeah. But then they kind of all come together and that's when they kind of gain their like we could, <laughs> we could kind of do some kind of weird thing where each shoe pastry ball is a different emotion. Like some kind no, of that's too hard. Think of the artist, please. <laughs> Jade's already sweating. <laughs> well you just draw a bunch of bunch of circles in the shape of a face. Oh, that's how fucking anything works. <laughs> draw the oh. circle, now draw the rest of the fucking owl. You you guys are all gonna get I'm going to put up a picture of Croc and Boosh onto the uh, BBRP Twitter, just so you can... Just so Jake can really, yeah, just... like, know the pain of <laughs> the the potential artist for this uh, book. Okay, right. So, we have sort of a little bit of groundwork for the plot. We have some characters. We... How How is this comic going to play out, sort of long form? Well, is... Like, where's it going to go? I feel like... Is it going like, to be like a... Okay. a... Sorry. <laughs> I'm scared because it might end up like a B movie thing. Uh huh. Where it's like, oh, the the candy people and the humans now are integrated. Oh, I you're talking about I that B movie. I wasn't thinking of that. <laughs> that B movie. Uh-huh. I wasn't thinking of human integration at all. I was thinking of this is just a society that looks like a human society in its own little bubble. Okay. So they they have sentience. They have no context for this sentience. They have no other people to copy. They just have to survive as a society that's newly sentient oh so there's no like it's not like within like new york city or anything no like there's that. not like the Candyland district that magically popped up it's, it's not the emoji movie <laughs> no they're not going to dropbox they're not going to <laughs> twitter and all that junk you know just turn down pavlova road and onto roulard street that's where <laughs> Candyland is oh we could set it in paris though we could have them in their own little district in Paris. Mm. Rue Sugar. Oh. You can if you want, but my reasoning is that you can then focus on the interior conflicts of their society. This is true. So, like, thinking about the shoe buns, not the shoe buns, the um, crocodile. What if their goal was simply like, you said that a lot of them lack intelligence. Mm. Perhaps they wish their ultimate goal to be to return to their original form, like mm. completely. It's mm. almost like, I mean, some of the best villains work out if their motives can be um, almost seen as, eh, okay, I can see what you're going for. Yeah. yeah. So but could then, it be that know, they, they kind of want some kind of weird dessert-based equality where everyone <laughs> is just a dessert? Well, they want, they want the end of Evangelion. They want everyone to turn back into soup. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Not literal Thoughtless. soup. We have to we have to be clear on this. This is still desserts. <laughs> we're, we're we're referencing a funny Evangelion joke no, when we pr- say the soup. The primordial soup. That's what I'm referring mm. to. 
the the thoughtless emptiness one soul soup where no one has any individual thought of their own and this works really well because we've got a romantic couple as our lead characters so they wouldn't want to return to being thoughtless individuals if they have feelings for another dessert and they've hey. got a bun in the oven then they've got a bun in the oven what will happen to that <laughs> bun excellent you know i've realized we've not really talked about um our hero at all in no, this can we no. get conversation back to it? <laughs> yeah region Venosiacrans. Yes. How is he going to fix this situation? Okay. Uh, perhaps Crocombouche is causing kind of chaos that grows more and more worse in this dessert society. And so at first, Regent steps up and decides to just sort of protect the people. Yes. And people come first. Yes. And then the right honourable steps in too, and she's like, "I've I've been put in charge, but there's no reason I can't help you." And you know, she realizes she can transform a little bit too. How does she use powers? Let's discuss that. Mm. Ooh, she can squirt cream at high no. pressures out of her eyes. Wait a minute, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Until sh- like, shoe, pun- shoe bun javelins. Javelins. Yep. You're gonna have to give me some explanation. Uh, exp- <laughs> I'm so confused that uh, I can't even get some it out. sort of spear. That is a shoe bun. <laughs> what if? <laughs> What if? Oh, that, that what went, about that just well, shoe bun pillows? So whenever like someone is falling from a great distance, she can like catch them in a shoe bun. I mean, a soft cushiony shoe bun. That's adorable. What if the right honourable um, has the magical item that gave all of the candies and desserts sentience? You and can't that's do that about... because that would be a very quick fix for the cro- uh, crocombouche to just snatch it oh, and turn yeah, everyone back into. <laughs> Shit, you're right. Yeah. Plug that plot hole right smart. I guess that's what the core plot is then. Like them trying to figure out what turned them. Oh, God, it's existential. (laughs) We've got existential candies. But I like it. So um, the region is trying to keep things together. Yeah. Right. And um, maybe throughout his helping of the people and protecting them against the shoe bones who separately as we've all concluded are less smart and maybe more pr- uh, prone to their primal desires yeah, and like thoughts. Yeah, like thuggish basically. Mm. Yeah, but no, this is a society of rules, damn it. It's Very like, so. hastily oh. set up rules. What, Josh? No, sorry, what I, was, it, I was trying to make some sort of pun name between like croquembouche and mob mentality and, um, and I nearly had it. It's just in the way you say it, croquembouche. <laughs> it's the that, that, mob and bouche. I don't know. That's that's what I was trying to go for. Something similar <laughs> to Whoa, hold on. Crocom douche. That that that's very good, Jade. <laughs> that's all right. Stick stick that one on the fridge. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but, can we try and get a plot cobbled together? Let's let's yes, let's let's yeah. pipe out a, a plot and put it in the oven very hastily until so, it like rises crookedly. Okay. All right. I'm thinking that people very quickly kind of form a dependency on Regent, like they put a lot of pressure on him because he shows that he can do this this power. He can He's capable, yeah. Yeah, he wraps his piped substance around, you know, <laughs> things that are breaking down and then it hardens and they stay in place. Um, <laughs> oh but, Oh, are we are we not going with the uh the butter biscuit shurikens anymore? We're doing that as well. I'm saying oh, okay, he can cool. do like oh! anything you can think of with Danish butter cookies. And because because he's a very, um, like we said, he's more of a ninja, more of an agent-styled hero. He can sort of start getting into the the meetings and the nooks and crannies about the uh, 
Yeah, he'll literally pipe into nooks and crannies between like rooms and stuff where people exactly. And then he learns. He learns the shocking revelation of the croc and bouche. The the mob and bouche. You can call him that. It's fine. The mob and bouche. That one. His wife, the queen. Wait, that would make him the king. His lover, the queen, her royal highness. Well, yeah, no one's married in this town. They literally just set up. The, the, what is marriage? It's not going to be their like first day of sentience and think, hmm. Do you think we we need to sort out this whole? Uh, that's why they all have thing. such absurd titles. God, hey, do you think if they did invent marriage, they would get married using party rings? Ah, <laughs> oh, that was what I, I was trying to think of some sort of. That's very very drink. good. That's, that is good. <laughs> um, and then like the 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 bride's veil is made out of that like really wispy caramel that they sort of like. Um, really or quickly could, string over things. Oh, what, like yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's not sugar syrup or something, is it? Yeah, yeah. They they like heat it and then they kind of whip it around mm, with a spoon. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, Regent finds out that she is related to the Krokenbusch, mm-hmm. and that the Krokenbusch are the whole reason why she's in power. And his reaction is uh, just to protect her, I guess. Mm. Cool, and, and that's and to a use, and to use this. <laughs> Well, obviously, I mean, it's not going to be in a bad position. I mean, it's not a bad thing that she is in power. Mm. So it's going to be that's going to be more of a making the best of a bad of a not unfortunate situation, but unforeseen one. Mm. I mean, um, he'll definitely tell her because that's what every ideal couple should do. But for some reason, in every piece of media, it's oh, I found out this secret that could be, you know, have a major effect on my lover. Better keep it a secret so she doesn't find out later in a really inconvenient position. When her parents are there. That's, that seems really targeted. Dean, what have you done? Uh, <laughs> that, oh was, no. that, was, that was far too precise. What, what have I done? This is one of those where I don't realise it. I've been lying to you. And now is the time to reveal it. See, that's how it would go if Whoa. this was oh a no. TV show. Jade is a crock and bush. I knew it. Her entire being is just shoe pastry balls. Yep. See... Uh, it's tough to get a conclusion to this. Can I well, throw in a on. quick suggestion? It's not even a suggestion. It's just a minor thing to do with um, the right honourable mm. about her ability to shoot. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe either shoe pastry or the cream you stick in a shoe bun. Mm. It's only because you said shoot it. Spell S H O U. Thank you very much. (laughs) Proceed with whatever you were going to be talking about. I was going to say that maybe what will help is the fact that the Right Honourable doesn't really refer to a queen, it refers to a judge. Do you know what? I was thinking that when I was talking about shoes. Hmm. So, somehow. So, maybe she, like, the ultimate thing is once they've sort of caught the. Uh, croc on bouche and rounded them up it's then kind of it hinges on her decision what they're going to do as a society how they're going to move forward she realizes that everyone in the society whether they're still quite simple-minded or they're gaining more sentience is she has to set an example and so she makes her first judgment hmm. on the croc and bouche yeah and was what does she judge them as let me tell you what she judges them as well i'm not going to tell you you're going to tell us, people, oh. folks. Send us a tweet at BBR underscore podcast. Wait, wait, wait. What happens to the baby? Or uh, is that how it ends? She's still pregnant. Oh, maybe she's about to like bring the gavel down. I judge you. Uh, oh, my my pastry's broke. <laughs> and then she has a big, big old... Uh, 
She has a big old pregnancy scene. The pastry's broke. <laughs> oh, the, the cream's broke. Um, no, the paste, that's mm, I think, perfect. I think it's probably not uh, medically it's accurate cracked. for <laughs> shoe-based pastry pregnancy. Oh, but gosh. It- Even better. Yep. And I think we're going to leave it on that cliffhanger, that big old cliffhanger. Listen, I was going to say before, if what do you think the judgment of the Croquembouche should be? Tweet at us, at BBR underscore podcast, your opinion, your judgment on these foul creatures. And also, if you want to talk comics or you want to get the latest updates on uh, Bitten by Radioactive podcast, hit us up and follow us and discuss with us. Ah. <sighs> I think oh are we are we good? Are we no, okay? we're not good. It's time it's time for some town members. Oh, okay. okay. It's time to Right, it's time quick for the fire. List. Some some numbers. From uh, seven. One, one to twenty. Uh Dame. Uh sixteen. Weihnachtstollen. Uh two and two. By the way, it's a German fruit bread with icing sugar. German, you don't oh. say. <laughs> uh two and two is Esquire Christmas cake. Oh. <laughs> That uh, could have been our hero. Three and ten. Mux uh, Glurgi, which is Nordic mulled wine. What the? F- what are these desserts? I told you, I made this. I spent some time researching. Where's, Mad- when- where's Madam Cheesecake? Uh, cheesecake isn't on there. It's not a uh, festive. Are you saying it's oh festive dessert? I was going to say, yeah. do not tell me that cheesecake is not a dessert. <laughs> I will <laughs> fight you in the dessert. streets. Come on, ba- <laughs> It's got Bailey tiramisu. That's got like sort of cheesecake element to it. Tweeted us at BBR underscore podcast whether you think cheesecake is is a dessert or not. <laughs> All right, one more towns person. Come on. Um, five and fourteen. There you go. Mistress Rumbaba. Oh, oh my god! Why do we have to finish on that one? That's such a good one. <laughs> next um, next winter, we'll return. <laughs> To this Miss, generator, I'm just calling Rubaba. it now. <sighs> Mistress Rhubarba is tempting Regent, and that's happening right now. Oh shit! Quick little cannon uh, baseball slide in there. We're doing it. All right. Uh, oh wait, you have to stick with us for a year now to get that answer. <laughs> and last thing, where does everyone's favorite dog fit into this? Oh shit! Um... Well, if you can think of a sidetrack-based dessert pun, it's I will Swiss allow. Rolls. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. That's me done. I did it. I mean, yeah, take a bow, Jade. I'm bowing. You can't see because this isn't visual, much to Dean's chagrin. So I guess all that's left for me to say is you have been eaten by a radioactive podcast. Hey. I am Dean Delicious Desserts McKnight. I'm Jade Sticky Toffee Sarson. And I'm Josh the Jelly Randall. <laughs> Listen after the credits to see what he has to say. There's some good stuff. All right. Potentially. Good night. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You have been listening to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast. Episode 25 is an episode that has been hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. It has also all been edited by me, 